testing. We are good to go. Billions of years ago, there was silence and then a flash. And in that flash, there was everything. Atoms, time, space, love. It all came rushing forward and evolution began its glorious march. And from that march, humans and with them, war and hate and strife. And it has all been leading to this one moment, to the Let's Fight a Boss 2018 Game of the Year podcast. And there is only one way I can think to start it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Brian's old school anime reviews. This time, Brian will be reviewing Full Metal Alchemist. Full Full Metal Alchemist. (laughs) That's an interesting project. I call it project because we uh, (laughs) gotta break it down into three different cores. We've got the original manga, we've got the anime adaptation. And then we've got the anime adaptation. It tells the story of two brothers, Edward and Alphonse Al- Elric, as they try to get their body parts back and their mother. Equivalent exchange, y'all. Are we done? Almost. The drawings are very good, and the story is full of cliffhangers. Fantastic manga. How many Brian's out of Brian? 18 and a half. Whoa. Guys, welcome to the Let's Fight a Boss Game of the Year podcast. I am sitting here with two people. Just people. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna build anything up. This is this is the real shit, this podcast. I'm not fucking around, no silly nicknames. This is serious. This is the most serious thing any of you will hear all year. To my right, still rather furious from that intro, it's Neve. We're stripped bare. <laughs> to my left, still pretty comfortable. It's Brian. I was really put on the spot. I think I said full bat- battle alchemist. <laughs> I don't know what I said. That's entirely my fault. That's I'm okay. And with you always, I'm your host, Jam. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so if you guys have been listening to the podcast for a while, you will know how this goes. But we have in front of us 47 games that we have played this year. And we're going to be using the old school giant bomb style of last year was the first time I didn't say, oh, we're using the old school giant bomb style because they don't use it anymore. And surely enough, we got a comment being like, wait a minute, this is the giant bomb. We're using the old school giant bomb choice through elimination, which is where we're going to start at the top of the list. And we will eliminate one by one what we consider the weakest games on that list all the way to the strongest. So... The real question I want people to think about is, can a way out make it all the way to the end? Is there a way out for a way out? Potentially. Neve, what do you think? I don't think so. I really wouldn't bet on it. Sounds optimistic, though. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess, like, as a little disclaimer, like... With this list, we did not play every big release this year. This is completely tailored to our own tastes. And so um, you're not going to see like Call of Duty on there. Not because we think they're bad games, just because we didn't play them. And we don't, you know, we they're not really our bad. We don't really care. And so we can't really like have them on here. This is all just stuff we've played. We are going to fight. We are going to argue because that's the only way this can really go. But... We're all friends, and it'll be fine. This is all in good fun. This is all in good fun. And what I always say at this, the list we end up with is going to be an absolute and total compromise. No one at this table will be happy with this list, So, and you won't be either, because that's just what happens when three people try and make a very subjective list. Comment from our last year game of the year really sums it up. It was I hate your game of the year episode, and I've stopped listening to your podcast because of it. You know what? Fair enough. Yeah. Yep. Godspeed, dude. But before we get to the actual slaughtering ground, the actual game of the year, we have some some mini awards to give out, and we are going to start off with the coveted best photo mode of 2018. The nominees are Shadow of the Colossus, Spider-Man, Red Dead Redemption 2, God of War, 
Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and Tomb Raider. Okay. Neve, you love photo modes. Yeah. I love photo mode. I really wanted this to be an option. Um, I think I get more out of photo mode than I do some games sometimes. Hmm. Um, and I've really learned to hone in on what I like about a photo mode. It's interesting to me to see who will win this one. Okay. Uh, out of these games, which ones of them have a dedicated photo mode button? Guys, I have something to confess. What? I've never gone into a photo mode. Really? Never. I only started doing it this year. Um, I didn't even know Mario Odyssey had one. All of them but Tomb Raider have a dedicated button. Wow. I would consider Red Dead Redemption's a bit harder because it has a dedicated prop. You use the in-game camera to take the photos. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tomb Raider, you have to go into the options menu, which limits your ability to do action photos because you're like, you have to go options, then photo mode, and you can't really click in at a moment just to get that action shot. Yeah. Um, so Tomb Raider, I'm going to cut Tomb Raider first. I'm going to say some nice things first. It's like what I like about the Tomb Raider camera mode is I can do animal spotting in a very real sense. I can't get too close to the um, to an animal or they'll move. They'll run away from me. But I need to sneak up close enough because the camera mode is really tethered to Lara's person. And it only goes out maybe like one or two meters, which sucks. It's really bad. Like most camera modes are tethered to the central character, but this has no wiggle room whatsoever. But because of that, I have to to get a photo of a bird, which I like doing. Um, I'll have to sneak or like be like, I'm going to jump and mid-jump hit photo mode before the bird takes off. And I'm getting a lot of fun out of doing that. And I feel like a real wildlife photographer trying to capture these photos. So Tomb Raider, not the best photo mode, but I'm having fun using it. Sure. So that's the first one I'm cutting. Wait, are, are you sure Spider-Man has a dedicated button? Because when I played it, it didn't. Yes, it does. It does now. Okay. I think it's Ortree or something. Okay. Even so, I want to cut Spider-Man because that's a photo mode in a in a lame game. I would argue it's the best photo mode out of the list. I think that's the oh, best part of the game. You think it's the best part? Okay, uh, here's my okay, reasons it's, why it's, it's, it's good. It's got good stickers. But, but, like, I think you're arguing, Brian, that the game is lame. So it doesn't matter what the photo mode's like. But Neve's arguing that the photo mode kind of makes the game. Yeah. Yeah. Like, without the photo mode, I'd be just very bored with that game. But I could, like, make very nice pictures using that photo I think that's a pretty mode. strong argument for the for that mode, for Spider-Man. Here's another argument. A thing that doesn't happen in the God of War mode, uh, photo mode or the Tomb Raider one is you can't take photos and cutscenes in those. But in Spider-Man, you can take photos and cutscenes and you have a 3D camera. So you can like get really cool action shots of big fights that are happening as part of the narrative. So I think that's a real plus for it. And also you can just like it's tethered to Spider-Man, but you have a long tether. So I think it's a it's a really good photo mode. And then like just the kind of selfie stuff is really cool and the sticker options. Okay, as someone who knows nothing about photo modes, is it a plus if there's like a canonical in-game explanation for the photo mode? Yes and no. Okay, so that's where Red Dead's photo mode comes in. Arthur's given a camera and he can use the camera to take photos. Arthur can't run or move fast with the camera because it's a big old hunking piece of crap. And also the photo when you look through the camera is all grainy because it's an old photo. So it doesn't represent the final photo image. So even though it's like gives a narrative sense of like Arthur going around taking photos of scenery, it means you can't get like action shots of Arthur himself. You know, you can't take shots in cutscenes, but it does have this added kind of layer of narrative where you're Arthur taking out your camera, taking a portrait of a person at your camp or like, like say loads of people, if you're at the camp and they're singing a song, you could join in. But what I like to do is I think Arthur's a bit of a loner. So I make him hang back and like silently take photos of everything that's kind of happening. And he's kind of capturing those moments. So I think narratively it works as a photo mode. It isn't great. Okay. So I don't know where I stand with that one, to be honest. Do any of these photo modes have, like, in-game rewards or, like, a, a reason no. to do them? Because no. I remember, actually, the only photo mode I've ever really liked was Wind Waker. Because you take a photo of an enemy or boss or townsperson or whatever the fuck, and you take it to this figure maker. And he'd whittle this little, like, wooden figure out of it. And, I and like, the poses was really were really expressive and they had this really nice texture. And I always thought that was amazing, and I'd love to see more stuff like that. It was really cool, and the fact that you only had three film reels, yeah. so you can only take three photos at a time, so you had to, like, 
so there were certain characters you'd only meet once or twice in the game, like yeah. Tetra. So you had to use them very wisely. I dislike that. I am a habitual photo taker. So if I, I, I am limited, I really dislike it. I liked it because it added to the challenge. And like, I remember stuff like going back through old dungeons to take a picture of the dead boss so you could get a figure out of it. Anyway, it doesn't matter because it's not here. I think we should quote Red Dead Redemption 2 because to be honest with you, any reason... If you have to go through a Red Dead Redemption 2 me- menu, that is already a huge downside to me. I'll give you another downside. Arthur's camera is um, limited to 96 photos, and to delete the photos, you have to go into the Rockstar Social app, and it takes really, really long to manually delete each photo, and you can't batch select, and you can't batch delete. So that really like takes away the fun of taking multiple photos with it. Yeah, totally. Okay, Neve, talk to me about assassin's creed's photo mode assassin's creed i think is up there with spider-man it has a lot of freedom of movement with it you can take it um action shots the one thing i don't like about this photo mode and it's more of a problem with assassin's creed odyssey in general is with origins Bayek's face animated when he was fighting so you'd get a good action shot cassandra's face is neutral it's just a neutral yeah because you're the camera's behind her shoulder So if you spin the camera around when she's like mid like strike to get a cool like fight pose photo, her face is just neutral while she's swinging. That's because she's a stone cold fucking killer. Can you can you change her face at any point? No, there's no face changing. Because 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 you 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 can do that in the uh, in Horizon Zero Dawn and in the Uncharted spin off game and in Shadow of the Tomb Raider and in God of War, you can cycle through faces. Yeah, Uh, you can't change any face with her. But what's good about the Assassin's Creed one is it will let you pop it whenever so you can be in the middle of an action and pop it and you can like get really cool action shots you can get really beautiful landscape shots it has a lot of freedom and it's like probably next to Spider-Man my favorite of the year really okay so you don't want to cut it yet no okay Brian yeah talk to me about Shadow of the Colossus everything Neve's been saying so far is in Shadow of the Colossus less any stickers because it wouldn't make sense for stickers to... It, also, it doesn't fit the theme I of that game. I saw some of the photos you uploaded from it, and I thought they were, like, fucking beautiful. Like, I was like, wow, that is really something. You have complete freedom with the camera mode in Shadow Colossus. And that's a game that lends to itself because it's such a stop-and-smell-the-roses kind of game. Yeah, yeah, totally. Where, like, you have a goal, but it's so abstracted sometimes that you're free to explore the map at your own leisure. It's also a game where, like, its aesthetic is so important to it, and I think a photo mode really... Yeah. It fits in super well. It's mapped to the to the down button on the PS4, DualShock 4, which is really cool. It's real simple just to take a photo uh while 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 moving the camera or or while while playing the game while swimming. It's no extra effort to go into photo mode. It doesn't disrupt any gameplay or mess up a pose that you're about to do. Okay. I think that's a good argument for that mode. Yeah, I would get rid of God of War then because like all the stuff that me and Brian really like about photo mode um god award does the ultimate sin which i really don't like is it stops photo mode in the middle of a cutscene and in specific scenes like if you're climbing as kratos it won't let you take a photo for some reason okay it's it's specific to you being in the world if you're doing like um a special attack you can't use a photo but you can do it with standard attacks it has the cool stuff where you can change faces and stuff but it's just so limiting sometimes that you only within your own personal like fighting you can really get good shots in anything else you can't and it's tethered quite close as well in the same way Tomb Raider is okay so we're down to our top three Assassin's Creed Spider-Man and Shadow of the Colossus Brian I'm guessing you're back in Shadow of the Colossus for this yeah okay so Neve, do you want to cut one of yours uh I like taking photos more in Assassin's Creed because I think the environment's beautiful like there's a lot of nice um different locations and different foliage and different animals for you to take photos of uh, I like it in Spider-Man a lot because it was so free like absolutely any moment you could take a photo like there's a bit where you go into negative world and everything is just like boiling and black and weird and you feel like you should never be able to take a do go into photo mode here especially like during a cutscene but you can just pop it in a cutscene and like take really moody photos because of that um so i will cut assassin's creed even though i like it a lot and i got a lot out of that photo mode okay so how are we gonna do this i don't really have a dog in this fight 
Um, I think with Shot of Colossus, there's just not as many options as there is with Spider-Man. And so, even though one's a good game, one's not such a good game, one has a better photo mode than the other. I guess with that, we're going to crown our first award of 2018. Congratulations to Spider-Man. I didn't, didn't really see this coming. But you know what? Like, you know what? Um, we're we're gonna have plenty of not nice things to say about Spider Man. Well, mm-hmm. nice. Maybe, maybe it'll make a top five. Who knows? Maybe one yeah. of us actually played through Spider Man recently and thinks it's really fucking good. That didn't happen, <laughs> <laughs> but it could. You see, it's exciting, everybody. I'm just saying to the to the little guy in the fucking YouTube comments who's like, "You guys are being so fucking mean about Spider Man." That's, that's not what our listeners sound like. They're all really handsome and beautiful. No, he's he's he. he oh, this is, is the hand. one, the one, the one I'll go. <laughs> yeah, this is the this is the troll under the bridge, and you know what? Hey, at least that lame game has amazing photo mode. Okay. Our next category, the this is going to be a tough one. The much contested best pet. Oh yeah, Brian, would you like to read out the the nominees for best pet? <laughs> okay, so. I guess best pet this year is quite a uh, it's packed. It's it's packed, and some of them I guess you could say are pets. <laughs> some of them you could uh, argue, but when, I, I, when, I, I, I couldn't argue. I only see pets here. Okay, uh, boy in God of War, <laughs> which I assume is what's it's the, Artreus. Artreus. Okay, uh, the eagle in Ass Creed. Uh, this is Icarus. <laughs> okay, uh, Ralse in Deltarune. My little guy. Uh, Haruto in Yakuza 6. That's, the, that's, that's the, a baby. That's a little baby. <laughs> yeah, it's your pet. <laughs> pet babies grow up into children and uh, then they're not your pet. Uh, horse in Red Dead. Is that just horse? That's just your horse. Come on, girl. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> okay, well then I'm adding a new one then, which is horse in Shadow of the Colossus. Okay? Brian, once we've started, we can't add any. <laughs> no, you I can know. add it. I no, I didn't add the Yakuza 6 photo mode. That's because you... Well, and we'll be here yeah, all fucking day. Yeah, but you literally said you don't use photo modes. I don't. Why didn't you add it? Okay, if you want to add it, you can add it. Okay, horse in horse in Shadow. I think we should hook cut the horse from Shadow. What is the horse's <laughs> name in Shadow of Colossus? Um... It's something... Wanda? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. But that also doesn't sound as wrong as it should. It's like Wanderer, <laughs> no. isn't it? It's no, so- it's not. It's like, it's something like beautiful. Okay, okay, okay hang, I'm, I'm still going. Okay, Corgi... Argo. Oh yeah, uh, uh, oh yeah, aggro. Uh, Corgi and Lost in Vivo, and then I'm, I'm not saying I'm gunning for him, but the dog from Detroit, aka Sumo the dog. Oh, okay. Um, Neve, I don't know anything about this eagle from Assassin's Creed. What the fuck is this shit? Yeah. Um, the eagle is Cassandra is known as the eagle bearer because this eagle chose to like befriend her and stays with her it has gameplay benefits it will mark out enemies it will mark out like um treasure and other stuff if you were hunting animals uh you will kill one your eagle will swoop down and try and kill an enemy an animal depending on the size of it like it'll take out a goat neve that all sounds really good but i guess what i'm kind of looking for is like like a fun accessory like some sunglasses <laughs> or maybe like a catchphrase does it have a catchphrase um it doesn't have a catchphrase but like it cassandra's idle animation if you wait long enough um icarus will land on your arm and she'll rub it and scratch it behind its ear and that's really cute and when you're on your boat you can see it flying next to your boat so it's always with you doesn't tell like jokes or anything just <laughs> okay does the dog in like vivo tell jokes no he yeah, got he lost does. and did fell get, down did a you get to the end of that game because yes he does you uh, get to the end of it and he's got a big cigar and he goes oh robert hold you knock knock um i liked the corgi and lost in vivo i'm pretty good with cutting him i didn't really developed a relationship with him before he got lost down a drain and I never finished that game. He's super cute. His model's really nice. Fair play to them. Uh, he's not going to hang on this list. Alright, fuck that dog. No, that, that, no, he's still a good dog. They're no, all good dogs. The dog. Yeah. Okay, you know what? Fucking Detroit. Sumo. Who's nope. this? No. No way. No. Best character in the game. Staying. Oh, okay. Horse from Red Dead. No. Yes. Okay, which your, horse are we talking your about? Your horse. Like, you can't just, like, you can name your horse anything, so I'm not going to put down the lesbian from, like, Red Dead, but, like, whatever horse you have. You mean, okay, but you which mean, horse? Your, your mean, main horse, Arthur's horse. You mean we're talking about Wiley Tim? Yeah, Wiley Tim, or whatever you named your horse. I don't know, Kirby. Like, <laughs> I call him Langer. Langer. Okay, I... 
I think we need to quote the horse from Red Dead. Why? Because <laughs> it's, it's just who fucking cares? Off it's, to the glue factory with you, buddy. <laughs> I like to ride my horses off cliffs and try and make it so they die and I don't. The horses oh in God, Red Dead are just cars. <laughs> oh my God, they're so realistic. What are you talking about? And Arthur's like, hello, girl, and like petting them. And it's so cute. If anything happens when to my horse... When you ram them I'm... into a wall, it's fucking funny. <laughs> I accidentally killed another person's horse and ran over and used my horse revive to save that horse because it was too traumatic. But okay, we'll get rid of the horse from Red Dead, even though I strongly disagree. Murdoch is one of the one things that's keeping me in love with that game. All right, let's get rid of the horse in Shadow of the Colossus because let's fucking get rid of all the horses. <laughs> yeah, you don't want fuck horses. Giant, giant tubular murder machines. Goodbye, horses. Yep. A great fucking song. <laughs> Okay, let's get rid of Ralsei and Deltarune. What the fuck is that? Yeah, I guess we want him for best character, don't we? What the fuck is Ralsei? It's a goat and a hat that like is oh, not Oh, another a pet. fucking okay, goat in a okay, Toby Fox Brian, game. Brian, let me explain to you how he actually relates to a different character from Undertale because I really think that's Okay, I'll cut him. Uh, I love you Ralsei, but yeah. Only John loves you and that's where that goes. No, it's cuz you guys don't love him. Uh, let's get rid of this shitty bird from Assassin's Creed. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> He has a gameplay like use and is okay. Fine, get Brian, rid of it. Brian, they gross. put a bird in a game and they didn't even put like a backwards hat or anything on it. <laughs> like, like how good is it? Like, okay, compared to uh, the bird in Aladdin, Iago, how good is he? <laughs> well, he doesn't talk. Oof. Um, it does. What it voice ha- actor did they get from? <laughs> You? Uh, George Clooney. <laughs> really? That's pretty good. Yeah, he does a really good... <laughs> but like... Fine, just cut it, gross. Bye-bye, birdie. So we have Ooh. boy... Ooh, that's them all gone. We have boy... <laughs> Time to move on. <laughs> we have boy in God of War. We have Haruto in Yakuza 6. And we have Sumo left. Okay. One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> Let's cut that baby, because yeah, that baby babies. that baby can't even fucking walk right. You know what? I have to say, throughout that whole game, didn't talk much, didn't pull his weight, didn't advance the plot, didn't have anything any he didn't have any interesting opinions or like an outlook <laughs> or like any kind of distinguished like he didn't have a job. He just there was nothing that set him apart from like or any regular character, and I found that really disappointing. He is in one of the best video game cutscenes I've ever seen in my life. He is, he is, but it was more what was being done to him during the. It's a weird game. <laughs> they're they're uh, throwing a baby around like a hot potato, cool. at a shrine. <laughs> they have to get him away from. You're not going to believe this. The Yakuza. <laughs> Oh no! Wait, I think it was the Korean mafia. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was the Korean mafia. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> we have boy in God of War versus the dog from Detroit. Okay, so the boy in Dog guys, of War there's is one thing I want you guys to think dog about. Of War. Look, before we before we continue here, are our first two awards going to be to Spider Man and Detroit? Yeah. Wait, <laughs> we don't know who's going to get best pet. Maybe it's boy. Is the boy referred to as boy, or is it like, boy? Yeah, it's more like that. Come here, boy. Um. Okay, I haven't played God of War at all. I don't really want to play it ever. The <laughs> actor they have playing uh, Atreus mm-hmm. um, for voice and motion capture and all that, he's the main guy in that new Jonah Hill skateboarding kid movie. I can't remember the name of that movie. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but... He seems like a cool actor, and uh, I wish him the best, and that's two really interesting roles he's been in, and I'm sure he's great as the boy, is he? Yeah, he's very good yeah, as the good. boy. Like, do, does he make the effort? Does he hustle? Oh, no, he, like, his performance is great, and Yeah, I, I would not be, like, his, you know, he's a, he's, a, he's a child who feels like a child, which I think is really good. Um, I don't feel anything for Atreus or anyone in that game, really, but yeah, I didn't care about Atreus at all. But, like, do you hate him? No. Okay, because you know how, like, you watch the Home Alone movies, and you watch the first two, yeah. and you're like, Kevin's cool. Yeah. But then you watch Home Alone 3 and Home Alone 4, and you're like, I want to fucking kill that kid. <laughs> yeah. Like, I want to fucking, like, just how would, throw that kid how off How would you murder the kid from Home Alone? Oh, my God, no. Okay, Okay, so, let's just cut boy from... <laughs> but, man, it's a challenge, because, like, he's got traps. <laughs> okay. I'm one of the wet bandits, but I'm, like, I'm, like, a real fucked up looking wet bandit. <laughs> I got, like, a knife for a face. Johnny knife face <laughs> yeah I can't even talk uh, okay so look what's the argument for sumo 
Sumo's the only character that is not hateable in that game. And even though he's got the worst model and the worst animation, yeah, he he's like... the only time I smiled. The dog has human hands. And like it's a like it's a Saint Bernard. <laughs> yeah, Saint no, Bernard's it, very good. I yeah, like it it made me think of Beethoven and that's a good film and mm-hmm. that's why Detroit gets an award. <laughs> Neve I feel like you have the most you have the most like ability to differentiate here to make a decision who are you going with i feel because it's best pet i'm leaning towards sumo um because he was literally a pet Sumo's such a good name as so well and yes sumo is a great name for a dog especially that big yeah. and I'm, like it was such a surprise when you roll through that window and there's a big dog and you're like oh no it's gonna ma- maul connor and then it just does nothing because it's a lazy dog you're just like i like this dog more than anything else I've liked in this game. So, like, if Detroit sucks and Sumo's the best thing and God of War is God of War and Boy is Boy, <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, Sumo stands out to me as the best pet. Sure. Since we put it I think I'm all right with that. Yeah. Uh, Sumo is a, a, a good thing about a very memorable game full of bad things. Okay. Congratulations to our runner-up God of War, but congratulations to the dog from Detroit, Sumo for best pet. I cannot fucking believe how poorly this has all gone already. We have two. We've given two categories to games that we have actively voiced our disdain for this year. Uh, dear listener, it's okay if you want to stop listening at this point. I would honestly. Okay, well, at least this next category is definitely not going to be given to a game we dislike. Most embarrassing game. <laughs> this is different from our biggest shit show. Because um, this is more just, I guess, biggest shit show is like a PR disaster. Yeah. This is just most embarrassing game, and we only have three games in this category. But who boy, it's a, it's gonna be tight. Neve, do you want to give the three games? Most embarrassing game 2018. The nominees are Detroit: Become Human, The Quiet Man, and Fallout 76. <laughs> we haven't even okay. We're kind of breaking the rules here because we haven't played Fallout 76. No. But I have se- I feel like I've seen enough. I feel the continuous bag saga. Did you... You know that continues? <laughs> like, after we posted up that um, episode, a whole pile of people in the comments were like, it got worse. Uh, they leaked everyone's information. Oh, I saw that the day after, yeah. <laughs> who, like, filed, like, bug reports. So the people trying to fix their games had, like, everything from credit card details to last names and addresses leaked. The literal people trying to make that game better got fucked over the worst. Yeah, it's... That game has been a top-to-bottom just fucking disaster. Every aspect of it. Like, the game-breaking bug. Like, how badly it's been received by, like, people who love, like, Fallout games, like, the new Fallout games in particular. Like, I, I I haven't heard anyone call, refer to him as Todd Howard as God Howard. Now it's just Todd Coward because everyone's so furious at him. Whoa. I don't think he's a very good game designer, but okay. Um, I think the fact that this game has done such a good job of, like, scaring us away from never wanting to play it, us never playing it, and we don't have any first-hand experience of any of this suffering, we should probably cut that first. Yeah, I think for that's, sure. that's a pretty strong strong arguments but maybe we'll see it in a future category okay so this game this really comes down to detroit become stupid i don't think that's the name of that game are you sure the quiet man okay here's my argument for the quiet man there are people who think detroit is really good they're wrong though they are no arguments no one is going to go to bat for The Quiet Man. No. Neve, you recently finished The Quiet Man and you got an achievement for beating it the second time through with audio. How many other people had beat it with audio? So I did that PlayStation Life thing and it turns out my rarest trophy to my 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 eternal pain that I don't think I can ever get rid of is playing through the answered version and it says 220 other people have this trophy. Only 220 other people bothered to play through that game a second time. You're one of them. And it, Yep, I'm one of them. It's part of a very special club, Neve. I'm really happy that not many people played it. 
because it's just not worth it. No, you shouldn't play this game. But then on the other hand, Detroit Become Human, the latest game from David Kage, that, like... This game does not deserve any further praise. <laughs> it's an insult to the minor- minority experience. It literally ends with a concentration camp. <laughs> like, I can't express how terrible it is. This is an awful, awful sinful game i think it's embarrassing (laughs) because a fandom popped up around it that seemingly has absolutely no critical thinking skills whatsoever and like there's (laughs) they're being sold t-shirts that say connor army rise up like (laughs) like they're like i think that's embarrassing all on its own so this is the fandom that ships connor with the drunk detective yeah leave us that too um, what was the name of the drunk detective again? I don't hear. I don't... Frank, 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 Hank, Hank, one of those, and and, and and Hank is the owner of the dog Sumo. Yeah, which is the best character in the game, and so and Sumo appears in their story arc. Yeah, but that's the only good thing about that story arc, not this fucking ship that people have sort of latched onto. And the most interesting thing about that ship was that people were seeing like amazing fan art produced out of it, and then people were like, "That's so." cute that it's like you know a buddy cop but one of them's an android and the other one hates androids and then they played the game and they're like what the this is <laughs> what the hell uh, is this this is crap yeah that fan art really drove the sales of that game I remember when i first finished it it was like who was your favorite character and connor was the least favorite and then by the time like like my girlfriend had played it is connor had skyrocketed to the top of most favorite character because connor Jesus. army had arrived so I, I'm I'm really torn because then the Quiet Man is literally a racist incest game FMV experience. Which would you guys be more embarrassed to have worked on? Quiet. And just Quiet be there, like that's not yeah, taking Quiet away Man. from like the, uh, that's not like an insult to the hundreds of very hardworking people who had to suffer through these mm-hmm. ridiculous top end decisions, like. Not not saying that like it's embarrassing to work on these games, but if you were like, yeah, I... it's pretty embarrassing to be the actors involved in the Quiet Man. <laughs> yeah, no, I I I think from top to bottom, every aspect of the Quiet Man <laughs> yeah. looks bad. Like yeah. like I like the UI in uh, Detroit. Yeah, like there is stuff in Detroit that it looks good. Looks I will good. Crit- like I'll criticize Detroit a lot, but like there were parts of it where I was like, yeah, right. And when you finish a chapter and it shows the the path branch that you took mm-hmm. and it shows the other potentials, that's such a cool yeah, uh, mechanic. When I was talking, when we had that big conversation about Detroit after we had all played it, I was really surprised how differently our playthroughs had kind of worked out. And I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, like I never saw the concentration camp because I'm pretty good at QTEs, but my girlfriend sucks at them. So she ended up there and I was like, oh my God, it's a new hell. <laughs> but like, yeah, it, it can go very vastly different routes. Yeah, and the fact that you can roleplay those three characters whatever way you want. Like, I played Connor as a fucking killer. Just zero uh, enthusiasm for the struggle of Hank. And then I played the other guy. I can't remember his name. The, 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 the guy, the Rise Up leader dude. What? Marcus. Marcus. Oh, I hated Marcus. I played Marcus as a cold killer as well, who had, like, oh zero compassion for his fellow androids. <laughs> And then the the girl character accidentally there was a coal killer. <laughs> then, then the you girl killed. I, I I accidentally killed her off because I was like, what happens if like you kill one of the main characters and then she just isn't in the game anymore? Brian, sounds like you're saying there is stuff to Detroit. Yes, and I I agree with that. I think I think the Quiet Man takes this one. I think you're right. Okay. So I'd like to congratulate our first three award winners: Spider Man, Detroit. And the quiet man. All three of you shit the bed in your own way. <laughs> okay, I'm going to move on to best new character. Um, not a whole lot of new characters, really. We got Cassandra from Assassin's Creed, Arthur from Red Dead, Primrose from Octopath, and Connor from Detroit. Okay, well, first off, let's get this fucking Cassandra out of here. Never. Let's get this <laughs> no. Connor out of here, I... I I hated Connor. I passionately hated him. Although, you know, I hated him less towards the end of the game. I did actually kind of come around to him a little bit. But, um... I, I really liked Primrose and I really liked Arthur. But I think Connor's gone. The only nice thing I could say about Connor is the motion capture actor is also a Brian with a Y. Brian, you've brought this fact up so many times. And... Um, we we gotta look out for each other a little bit, but he still played Connor, and I don't want anything to do with that. He Brian. seems like a nice guy. As well. Yeah, he does. He's a streamer now. That's good. So if you wanna, I guess that's where you go. But if you wanna watch him twist stream, you sure can. Yeah, like like 
Connor's still going. And you've talked to, talk to us about Cassandra. Cassandra is um, the first female character you can play in a mainline Assassin's Creed game. And they did a really, really good job with her. The voice actress really brings to that game a a charm. Was there not a sister in the other one? Yeah, actually, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, Syndicate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, this, like, you played in between the two characters. This is the first one where it's like... You can play the whole lady, game through. The, yeah, yeah okay. you can pick from one, a male character, Alexios or Cassandra. And I think Cassandra, in the same way that Femshep is a better choice than Imshep, just for the voice acting alone, the same is with Cassandra. The voice actress brings so much charm to her. And she's just a good character. She has these great comedic moments. She can be scary and intimidating. She is buff as shit and tall and cool. She- I noticed that she can like just kick ass like like I enjoy Cassandra a lot and I think if I was playing as any other character I would have not got half as much enjoyment out of that game as I did is anyone going to make a strong argument for Primrose here I really like Primrose I don't know if I see her as like the character of the year Primrose for like a little pixel character they do a lot with her yeah Mm -hmm. fantastic voice acting and her storyline is super interesting yeah it's it's I think she's the best part of that game. Yeah, for sure. She is. And it kind of, like, her storyline kind of, like, makes the other storylines, like, kind of shows them how lacking they kind of are. Because hers is so interesting. And, like, that's one of the the reasons I was so disappointed with that game. Well, not disappointed, but just, I actually really liked it. But I was, like, I feel like this could be so much better. Because the demo gave you that taste of, like, Primrose's story. And it was really good. And the rest of it didn't follow up to that. Maybe that's a... Maybe that's a conversation for later, later in the evening. Yeah. But, um, okay. I feel like there's a very strong argument for Arthur winning this award. Me too. I love Arthur. And I think Arthur actually fixes one of the problems I always have with kind of like choose your own adventure games. If that's, a, you know, you know, moral games where you can play the character either way. I think he's believable as like a lovable, innocent, kind of bedraggled goof in a way and I think he's believable as just a complete psychopath and they both feel like specific tailored characters and I think that's really really impressive yeah and then just like he's he's a fantastic everyman yeah he really is really really is and then like I love you know the little bits just like about the woman who leaves him at the train and all that kind of stuff like there's a kind of sweetness to him that I like but there's a malice as well yeah I think he's a really really good character yeah, um, I didn't finish that game, but I actually went ahead and read some of the story synopsis, and his character goes on a really, really interesting path. Okay, guys, who this is? I think this is a pretty strong three. Who do you guys think we cut? I think we cut Primrose. Yep, agreed. Primrose, you were still super awesome. We're sorry to see you go. And then, I think Arthur is our winner. You want to give Juventus save Cassandra? Uh, the best part of Assassin's Creed Odyssey by far. And if you think Cassandra looks cool and you think you might be into that game for her alone, you're probably right and you should play it. Cause... Cassandra makes me think, man, maybe if this game is cheap, cheap enough one day. She, she's really good. Wait until you get to like like the Pantheon where she has to like fight. It's pretty damn cool. Okay. Arthur Morgan... From Red Dead Redemption 2 is our best new character of 2018. I can't help feel we're missing a bunch of characters, but I think Arthur would have always been the winner. He's someone you just want to be friends with. Or run away from screaming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I would join him in a campfire party, for sure. Absolutely, yeah. Next we have... Brian Presents the best old game of 2018. Um. Okay... So most of these are games I've played, and then we've sprinkled in a few games that John and Eve have played. We have Bloodborne. I think this is like our second time nominating that, this for Best Old Game. Did that win last year? I think so. Bloodborne was our number two game of the year, 2015. But then I think it won Best Old Game another year. I don't think it did, because this oh, is really? my first year playing Bloodborne, wasn't it? it, 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 it? Oh, okay. No, uh, yeah, the, the, the last time it was on the dock, it was in 2015. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, but it lost out to Phantom Pain. Okay, so we have Bloodborne, Virtue's Last Reward, Final Fantasy XV, because someone really played the shit out of it this year. 
Goof Troop, uh, a Shinji Mikami masterpiece. <laughs> Pikmin Tree, uh, Rhyme, and Donkey Kong 94 for the Game Boy. Uh, okay, I'm going to cut Final Fantasy 15. Sure, if you want. Look, for better or for worse, 2018 was a game that I, or was a year that I spent a long time with Final Fantasy 15. And I would say that I do have some weird emotional attachment to that game at this point. We went through a lot together. And I did an awful thing to it. And I'm not sorry. I guess to me, Final Fantasy 15 is like a relative that you have both through, been through a lot of shit. And you've both done bad things. But you're still family. God damn it. So you're going to just leave it in 2018 here and now where it belongs. You, you, like, you're not, you're not going to think about it next year. I'll play that Arden DLC. Jesus Christ. I'm too, I'm too far in. I'm too far in. I have to fucking play it. I, can't, I don't want to. I don't want to be this person. Um, the next few are a bunch of my games. So I'm, I'm going to cut Donkey Kong 94. Uh, I love this game. Uh, I still love this game, um, but I don't. I don't want to push it any further. Is than that I need the, to. that's the Game Boy one? Yeah, that is such an impressive game. Yeah, it's just a Game Boy game called Donkey Kong, and uh, if you've never seen it, you should just check it out on YouTube. It is just it's puzzle platforming at its purest, and it's cool because Donkey Kong is a bad guy, but it's it's called Donkey Kong, and he plays Mario and he has his triple jump. It's neat. Then let's cut. Uh, Pikmin Tree. Really? Yeah. You couldn't Pikmin Tree ahead of Rhyme? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Pikmin Tree is a fantastic game. It's one of the best games on the Wii U. Uh, it's made by Shigeru Miyamoto. That guy doesn't really make good games anymore. Doesn't really make games anymore because now he's a creative fellow at Nintendo. What, what was that Star Fox game? Star Fox Zero uh, was one of the later games on the Wii U. That's not a good game. Oh, he was... T- yeah, okay. That's a broken, controlled game. That yeah. is not fun to play. Seemed like it had cool aspects, but the controls were just like, this is insane. The game is fighting with itself. Yeah. It's it's a struggle. Then, uh, I'm going to cut uh, Goof Troop. Goof Troop gets this high because it is an absolute... So, I don't know about that. I didn't play Goof Troop this year. I fucking love Goof Troop. Some parts of Goof Troop are a bit frustrating to play, like, but the game is still completely playable, and you 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 could you could play that game and beat it in twenty eighteen. I I look okay. Talk to me about Rhyme. Rhyme was a PS Plus game that came out this year, but I think it came out the year before. But that's a really lovely game that feels like a GameCube game that never existed. It's really visually pretty. Yeah, and I didn't know what the narrative was about, but you kind of discover what the narrative is as it goes on, and it's really sad. Um, I don't want to say what it is because I want to spoil it, but if you do have it saved in PS Plus and you haven't played it yet, I highly recommend it. If you feel it should be ahead of... It's one of my favorite games I played this year. It just doesn't get to be... Uh... And like, it's also a game like it has not gotten a lot of attention either. Yeah. Uh, it's made by Tequila Works, and they did a fantastic job with it. And it's on most systems. I I do recommend it. I think it got kind of, it got kind of pretty harsh reviews, which I think kind of sucks. The controls are weird because it's it's got the same controls as GT or or, or 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 as 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 a Rockstar game where like the dead zone on a character takes a second or two to wind up their running animation, and it doesn't really work in that environment. Sometimes when you have to carry a barrel to a location, yeah. And you've talked to me about your experience with Bloodborne. I've always kind of been afraid of the Bloodborne, Bloodborne and just Dark Souls because I heard they were so hard. Uh, so I avoided them for a really long time until I played Dark Souls 3. Neve's kind of a casual it. gamer. Yeah. I don't, I don't Neve, know why. could you tell people your hour count for Overwatch? I think it was like 937. Jesus. 937 I don't care hours. if you're sharing that with your girlfriend. That's insane. It is. I don't like, even Neve, like that game. Your your <laughs> your Overwatch hour count was nearly as much as my total games played. It was like four hundred hours below, but still. Yeah, yeah. And then it was Destiny one, and then it was Destiny. That 2. was the upsetting one. Yeah. How much? How much, Neve? Uh, three hundred and twenty, and then it was two hundred for Destiny two, but that's Destiny's two as well. Anyway. I kind of avoided Bloodborne for a while because I thought I wasn't able for it. And this year I kind of like, I, I tried and 
Um, I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought it was spectacular. I love the world design. I love the, the characters. I love the mood. I love the mystery. And even playing it for the first time in 2018 and kind of reaching out on Twitter and being like, what the fuck is this? Like I had people theorizing with me and being like, maybe it's this or maybe it's that. And like these mysteries aren't solved or even solvable. They're only theorizable. Mm. And I love that about it. I love that it has this forever secret to it this forever unknown quantity and this forever kind of feeling of exploration um i really 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 enjoyed it and i love its aesthetic and i i can see why brian spends as many hours because that was his number one played game yeah i've the better part of 200 hours in that game that's crazy um having bloodborne on ps plus in the spring of this year was amazing because the whole return to yarnum thing yeah uh just because everyone was suddenly playing it again and you could summon uh like hardened players or new players and help them uh i replayed through this game twice this year uh once once with the ps plus version and then when i came back from japan i had bought a japanese copy of bloodborne because i associate bloodborne with my first trip to japan because it came out the day i went to akihabara and there was a queue for bloodborne and i thought that's really weird (laughs) And so I bought the Japanese copy that comes with a little mini art book, and I played through Bloodborne in Japanese also. And a, a little, a, 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 a fun little detail about Japanese Bloodborne, when you defeat a boss in big English text, it says, You hunted. <laughs> Which is <laughs> fucking brilliant. It's one of my favorite games ever made. Uh, and you're, you just cut rhyme, Brian? Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, so VLR. Virtue's Last Reward. Virtue's Last Reward, sequel to 999, visual novel game that I spent a lot of the year playing through. Mm. This is one of the most frustrating games I've played all year. This is one of the best experiences I had playing all year. Um, This game is impressive to me because it explores concepts that I have never really seen explored in video games, and it uses things... It uses, like the mechanics of video games to express them and like the whole concept of the game is it's basically this giant flowchart of all these separate points where you can make separate choices and the point in that game that really got me was like when some of the characters start to express that they can see across the flowchart and see what's happening that's not a that's not a big twist or anything the game kind of just sort of unfolds naturally but like that was really incredible to me and like the way it took kind of scientific concepts and worked them into story and made them characters and it was just it was fantastic um there is so many drawbacks with this game it is so frustrating and i'd be so close to actually recommend it to someone unless i was really sure that they'd love it but this was one of the best gaming experiences i had this year i think i'm pretty happy to cut it because it is a very me game and I think you would both hate it for different reasons. And so I don't think it should be the let's fight a boss game of the year twenty old game of the year twenty eighteen. Um, I think I would love what it's doing when it talks about like string theory and like you know multi dimensions and all that kind of stuff. I think I'd love that. I, the barrier for me is just the the visual novel aspect. And you have about twenty hours of visual novel to wade through before it starts getting into that stuff. Yeah, and that's kind of the problem. I love it. I think it's a fantastic game. I maybe it'll show up in best old game next year. Who knows? Yeah, sure. Maybe I'll play it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't think you're gonna play it, Neve. But if you play it, I don't think you're gonna play it much. <laughs> <laughs> so congratulations to best old game, Bloodborne. I'm glad that Bloodborne has gotten a Let's Fight a Boss award. Yeah, me too. You silver medal, you. I've drawn so many Eileen's. She's so cool. A hunter must hunt. Okay. Our final sub-award of the evening. The coveted. Let's fight a boss. Biggest shit show of 2018. I thought we weren't going to be able to have this category. And then the fourth quarter happened. And holy fucking god. So much went wrong. So, I'm going to list... Brian, why don't you list the nominees? You seem excited. Okay, we got the uh, Telltale Games closure. Uh, we have the Rockstar 100-hour one one, uh, one, one work week. 
<laughs> we have The Quiet Man and Square Enix. <laughs> Boss Key Studios. Uh, IGN Plagiarism Fucko. The Sonic Movie Poster. <laughs> and Fallout 76. Okay. I'm gonna add one more. Go for it. The Riot Sexual Harassment Case. Oh shit, yeah, absolutely. Riot Games. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's going in. What the fuck, video games? So I guess these are mostly PR disasters or yeah. just an individual. That's kind of that's kind of what what I think we like to focus on. It's it's a PR disaster, but where it gets really like where it gets really like high up there for this award is when there's a problem and then the public response makes it worse. Mm -hmm. Like just a ongoing shit show. Yeah. Okay. I think we got to cut the Sonic movie poster. I think so too. Yeah. And I added that in. Now, I think that would be a much stronger contender if that second poster hadn't leaked. What second poster? The leg one? No, the one of actual Sonic. That isn't an actual... That's an internal poster. That's an old design. He doesn't yeah. look like that. Well, that's... fucking scratch that. Okay, well, no, I'm not cutting this then. No way. That, that Sonic poster is insane. That looks so crazy. Okay, so, and how yeah. does anyone think that's a good idea? There are two official posters and mm -hmm. then one uh, boardroom prototype poster. Okay. <clears throat> the two official posters are the silhouette with the blue behind them and it lets you know that this is not a familiar silhouette of Sonic. The other one is him on top of uh, the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco with a blue streak of piss coming out from between his legs. Did you see the Jim Sterling Photoshop of that? No. He added in like a pixelated blue dildo just to the oh bottom. Oh my god. Yeah. So it's like shooting a stream. It, it's bad. It's bad. And, like, and, and then the internal prototype is just Chris Pratt leaning on the 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 fucking roof of a car with fucking Sonic. But I think that Sonic was cute. Like I was like, I like that. Yeah, he does not look like that. He doesn't have the quads of okay. the other one. Oh dear. So I, I, I I'm really curious to know how the boardroom because 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 you know how you hear these stories about Hollywood boardroom people and like. The most famous one is the Kevin Smith story about John Peters. I love that. And him story. being like, I want I want Superman to fight a spider. That Kevin Smith, John Peters story is better than any Kevin Smith film. Oh, absolutely. And I like some of Kevin Smith films, but yeah. that story is amazing. But, like, I do think this Sonic movie, it, it's a boardroom people going like, make his legs bigger. He <laughs> runs a lot, so he probably has really muscular legs. Yeah, and just, like, people looking at the, the, the uh, designs and going, nah, we can't use that. My favorite. This is a movie. One of my favorite things from this was something Brian said. When it's like, it's like they took the style of Pokemon and then pushed it ten percent too far because that's what it is. It's like ten percent too much, and that but that ten percent is everything. Like now it's in the weird fucked up valley where it doesn't look right. I'd say it's sixty percent. Like those are human ass legs. But the Pokemon's <laughs> oh, were fifty percent. But it was yeah. okay. Yeah, because. Yeah, no, like I, I really think some of the designs in Detective Pikachu are like teetering on uncanny. Yeah. yeah. But like you uh, kind of roll with it. But with Sonic, you're kind of like, nope, nope. nope. Close it's the just door. Just a hairy naked man in runners. Yep. It's just like, uh, <laughs> I hope he has. Like... He just looks extra naked because he's not wearing socks or anything. It's just a naked furry foot in a shoe. <laughs> it's just so terrible. Do you think he'll have any sort of like? Gloves? No, Shoes no, no. He, he doesn't have gloves. Do you think Sonic will have like an implied bulge? Like someone was like, we have to give him like you know more masculine energy. I think there should be secondary action on his scrotum. Oh my god! And he's you think he's abs? Oh, he's shredded. And like he's... Sonic should skid and come to a stop, and his balls are like. <laughs> and, and he's voiced by Jean Ralphio from Parks and Rec. Oh. And Eggman is fucking Jim Carrey. Yep. Because he's doing real good these days. Oh god. Can you imagine the can you imagine them being like, but they like the Pokemon posters? Or they like the Pokemon trailer? What are we doing wrong? Uh, Everything. Yeah. Let's cut it because that's still going on. That might appear again next year. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I guess this shit show has only just begun. Because that film's out in November twenty nineteen, I think. Really? Yeah, like that film's out right on time for my birthday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so happy birthday. Let's let's see how we get on. Yep. Um, what's Boss Key Studios again? Boss Key Studios was Cliff Blazinski's studio. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that released um, uh, 
god the fact that I can't even remember Lawbreakers mm-hmm. and this was basically uh, I, w- I wouldn't say Overwatch clone it did have its own stuff going on but this was a this was a character shooter game in you know at the, during the precipice of character shooters and this was like it got more destroyed than Battleborn like it's numbers dropped it's it's on steam it's numbers dropped to double figures like within a couple of days and it was just a disaster and it was embarrassing for cliff because he had talked a lot of mess about kind of like criticizing like kind of shit talking overwatch kind of like being like uh you know this, it's like this is an anime this is like i like to think of these characters as more what did he as more director killed bill quentin tarantino these these characters are more tarantino than that and it was like uh, it was cool like, oh, man and it just it died a death and with it Bosky Studios because then they tried Radical Heights and that did not work out I want to add to this as well he was on his Twitter saying well at least I took care of my employees I offered months of severance and then an employee underneath was like I think we measure months differently because I only got three weeks of severance and Cliff was like oh I was being like you know hyperbolic or something and he was like oh like, i was being a liar yeah i was lying for twitter clout um but the reality is he didn't take care of his employees that okay. much at all i don't want to cut that just yet then because okay. people lost their jobs mm-hmm. let's cut the quiet man before that because like i guess we've already we've yeah. given that game its yeah. due like I, I i i think the biggest shit show in terms of the quiet man was just that it was shown at e3 uh, on like the main stage you're right you're right and they shouldn't have done and that they haven't like Neve, they did say they did do some interview about it didn't they it was like it's a very tailored one on the square enix one like and it was like it, it was less an interview and more a promotional piece of material about how it was going to change everyone's life yeah um but then i would cut bosky studios because people lost their jobs and that's awful yeah mm-hmm. yeah for sure. um but there's worse employee situations on this list um okay i'm happy to cut boss key studios um telltale games closure now this was this was bad because this all came back to one guy basically remember the there was the big kotaku article yeah i think it was jason 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 Schreier. Schreier. yeah yeah and um it sounded like really bad management i think by the time it had all come out it was kind of too late and it was closing so i would be maybe inclined to cut this one they didn't get any notice about their closing yeah, they didn't get yeah. any severance either um i would probably hold off i probably cut rockstar before i cut telltale just because people lost their jobs and like people were really hurt about this more than yeah but to me that is less like a publicity shit show as opposed to just like a sad thing that happened to people yeah what do you think Neve? um i get what you mean i think we could probably also maybe if we're thinking the same thing like the right game sexual harassment case is kind of ongoing so we yeah. don't even know where that's going to end up yeah it and was think- really awful especially there was one case that we all read the blog post and it was like a girl working in the dublin studio so yeah. it was very close to home as well it's our turf damn it like yeah. it's all shit and it's all awful and i feel really bad for those employees um, but it, because it's ongoing and we don't really know much more information, I think it's fine to cut it now. Okay. That leaves us with three. Rockstar, 100 Hour Work Week, IGN Plagiarism, and Fallout 76. Um, I think the reason why the Rockstar one is such a kind of strong contender for me, I, like, I don't, I don't, not sure it's the winner, but like, you have Rockstar, a new Rockstar game coming out all the positivity in the world people are excited people can't wait and then one line from one interview and it was just it blew up on them so badly like that was all people were talking about in the run-up to the game and then when the game got released it's like you know people started talking more about you know the mechanics and stuff but that game's whole like preview cycle felt hijacked by that one thing like it was a disaster for them and it's Mm -hmm. just something that's in the back of your mind sometimes when you play it yeah, when you're playing it and you're going through that really detailed world and Arthur's like very laboriously going through a drawer and you're just kind of like, is this worth it? I, I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. Like, and you, you do. Yeah, it is in the back of your mind when you play. Totally. The IGN plagiarism fucko. Yeah, uh, let's get his name up. His name is Philippe uh, Mewtzen. Mew- 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 uh, he was the Nintendo editor of IGN and he stole 
Boomstick Boomstick Gaming's Dead Cell review and pretended it was his own. Mm. And then he issued an apology, and it was the most condescending. It was a non-apology. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I don't think, did he even apologize to Boomstick Gaming? No, he didn't. No. He wished him the best. This dude lies so he, much he that he like, believes he his own like, lies. You know, I don't hold it against you. I don't hold it against you that I stole your fucking review. And he opened it up, and he was like, first I want to talk to my fans." Like it was such a, like a YouTube apology kind of thing, where it was all tailored for him to be able to move into the next part of his career without anyone I can't judging him. Believe he was trying to make that move. Yeah, like, he's done. It's yeah. so. It was so blatant and so horrible. I've never watched someone like. Like it just like the word shit eating grin, just like a sh- total yeah. shit eater, yeah. like lying through his teeth. Yeah, just but, a like, nasty person. It just it was so fucking frustrating to watch. It's like, how can you post this? He's a psychopath or something. Like, and like, and like again, I have seen plagiarism happen, like with stuff. There's been times where, like, looking back on videos, I feel like I've sailed too close to other people's work. I've seen it happen where people will, you know, repeat points I've made and stuff. I've never felt it got to the point where it was like, ah, here, because that shit just happens, stuff lodges in your brain. This was word for word and nearly point by point. And it was just a disaster. I thought IGN handled it well, but like, to me, it's him that was the shit show and his response was the shit show. So I think maybe we keep that one for the moment. Oh, yeah. Okay, I think we cut Rockstar because I don't. I think Rockstar was really bad. I don't think it hangs with plagiarism, plagiarism, IGN plagiarism, or Fallout seventy six. No. What do you think, Neve? I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Guys, Fallout seventy six has been a fucking train wreck. Yeah, they are as as an entire body of a company, Bethesda are not recovering from this. Mm-hmm. The thing is, though, I think they could. Oh, they will. I they think shouldn't. This could be a. This is going to be a no man's sky thing. I don't think they're going to support this at all. I think what they're going to do is they're going to try out the next Elder Scrolls um, trailer, the next like their new other game, their sci-fi one, and people will be like, "All forgiven, a story game," you know, and people will just forget about it. I think this is just going to die. Like they're going to let it die because I don't. I don't see them supporting it. They barely support any of their games. Why would they support this one? I think this is like a really cynical shitty cash grab they did and it felt cynical from the start and it only proves to be as like cynical with how much shit has come out from it they just were never ready to like launch an online game and i don't know why they did it money yeah but is it is it a bigger shit show than the ign plagiarism? I, i think it is a bigger shit show because i think uh the IGN thing was handled very well by IGN and yeah. Boomstick. The problem is one person, and that one person, hopefully, we never hear about again. Oh, we won't. They're done. Yeah. I God, I would hope. That was really ominous. You cracked your knuckles as you said that. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, a, we won't. I got a plane catch after this. Um, okay. You know, I think I am leaning slightly more towards the plagiarism, but if you guys think 76, I think that's fine. I Like, I think I could go either way with this. I think it's 76 specifically because the people who um, stuck with Bethesda with this were their biggest fans. Mm. And they're the people who bought the Power Edition armor set. Like the b- people who with spent the helmet two- that doesn't yeah. fit on anyone. And with the non-canvas nylon bag. And then who got their information leaked. Yeah. Like the people who were there day one and there was no tools to report abuse and stuff. The people who got most fucked over. Oh my over, god, that... Yeah, I forgot about that. The, the people, abuse case. Yeah, yeah. The people who got most fucked over by Fallout and by Bethesda are the people who loved the Fallout series the most and like and were willing to take a chance on the online game because they were like, I love these games and I love the studio and they're the ones that got fucked over. Yeah. And I think that to me makes it the biggest shit show. Can't argue with that. Congratulations, Fallout seventy six for the biggest shit show of twenty eighteen hell of a category this year you you managed to achieve what i i don't know like i'm looking at the others it's it's impressive it surpassed the quiet man it surpassed the sonic movie poster it that's impressive that is a astonishing you should be ashamed and embarrassed you fucking suck So like 2018, we had a lot of shit shows. Hopefully 2019 will have less, but who knows? Oh, I hope they're fun. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I, I think hope there's for... only three and they're all good material, but nothing more and nobody is 
I hope nobody gets hurt. Or loses their job. Yeah. And guys, that's going to do it for day one of the Let's Fight a Boss Game of the Year podcast. Come back tomorrow and join us for the main event, the showdown, the final thing that will ever happen in human history. The Let's Fight a Boss Game of the Year Awards 2018.